Welcome back for another episode of Death Shifter. Let's look back at last episode real quick. Episode 8, Gimme Some of That Good Stuff. We were in the Death Guide world, well, getting high on the good stuff with DG. They talked and enjoyed themselves for a little while, before remembering that they actually traveled there looking for the imps. As the friends in DG were walking through the Forest of Madness, one of the Red Caps, a scout named Garland Fells, introduced himself. They followed him through the forest to the Red Caps' home, an old pyramid where some fag used to live. Clay and his friends were introduced to their leaders, Colin Stren and Miranda Chelly. After speaking with them for a little bit, Vladimir von 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 appears through a portal potty. He took Clay and the others back to his castle mansion for the rest of the Reign of Fire tournament. Leaving DG and the Red Caps to plan the attack on the Imps when they get back. We do end the last episode with Clay, Callie, Wesley, and Barry getting a win in the Reign of Fire tournament before watching Herman do the same thing on Veronica's team. It was a good episode. Things are really building up. I'm excited to see what happens in the next one, and I really hope Callie just whoops Veronica's ass. Me too, but we'll just have to wait and see. I'm hoping that we get the rest of the Hoof Bros in action against Leroy. Ah, that's the sound of the mail. Let's head on over and read a couple of questions before jumping into it. I uh, saw you guys start already and didn't want to interrupt, so I was just chilling over here waiting for the mail. Anyways... I'll read the first one. It comes from Super Cyberman 808. Are we going to find out where this Death Guide world is? Is it on Earth or somewhere completely different? That's a good question. One that we can't quite answer yet. I'll just say that you'll find out before Season 1 finishes. I too have been wondering that Super Cyberman 808. Moving on to the next question from the Tainted Soul underscore 555. I guess 666 was too predictable. Uh, the question is, how come there haven't been any robots in the story? With all this technology, you'd think they'd be around. Well, I don't want to give anything away, but they're around. I think you'll get some information about them in one of the next episodes. Well, we don't want to keep you waiting any longer for episode 9. A lot of stuff is about to go down. If you guys are enjoying Death Shifter, please support us by subscribing and following us on the platform you're listening on. Or check out our social media pages and follow us there. Share Death Shifter with your friends and help spread the word. Thanks, and enjoy Episode 9. Episode 9, Let It Rain Fire. Clay sits with his friends watching the last match before the Final Four. He turns to see Veronica Von 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 approaching them. Here comes the shit-talking. Veronica's heading our way. Callie shrugs her shoulders while smiling. If I have learned anything in my long-ass life, it's that sometimes saying nothing at all is far more powerful than saying anything. As they stand to their feet, Veronica and her team walk over. You act as if I don't know your games, Callie. I didn't come over here to talk shit to you and your team. I want everything to be settled in our championship match, and I know everyone that came to watch wants to see that, including those ancients up there with my father. Glop steps in front of her and stands over Wesley, sitting on the ground. The four of you better start preparing. Our match for the Reign of Fire trophy will begin sooner than you think. Wesley's smile fades as he gets irritated at the little dwarf standing over him. He jumps to his feet, knocking Glop into the air. You better be ready to throw down if you're going to stand over a dragon like that. I'll eat your ass in one bite, you tiny-ass boy. Glop hits the ground behind Bernice. She tries to walk over to Wesley, but Herman stops her. Easy, Bernice. I can't let you fight Wesley. 
Everyone needs to calm down and save it for our match. It'll make for a good show. Veronica laughs while waving for her team to follow her. We want a good match against you guys, so start getting ready. I have a weird feeling that the other two teams in the Final Four are going to get disqualified. Veronica, Glop, and Bernice walk past the friends as Herman solemnly follows. He shakes his head to his friends. This is going too far. Let's just be ready to play. Barry stands to their feet while watching Herman walk away. Herman knows something. I bet Veronica did something shady again. Callie scoffs. Eh, shit happens. We were in their shoes last year. Doesn't mean we aren't about to clap cheeks. Clay stares off in the distance with a feeling of guilt coming over him. I don't know. Something just doesn't feel right about the whole situation. She knew both of our teams would get there anyways. Is she speeding the tournament up for some reason? As the friends sit back down and ponder the thought, Vladimir von 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 jumps off the stage behind them. He lands elegantly on the grass and sits with them. My friend, I have just received news from Frizelda. She said that Leroy and his small army are closing in on the science lab door with the slamming bowl. They haven't had any word from the hoof pros and are planning on launching the missiles soon. I know how important this game is, but the science lab has things inside of it that are far more important. We cannot let Leroy get inside. Wesley stands and shakes his head. I knew something like this was going to happen. Fuck. Have you tried calling Floyd? Weren't they supposed to have some great idea to stop Leroy? Barry chimes in while stretching. Yeah, that's right. Did their sick-ass camo trick fail? Vlad nods his head. That was the plan when we spoke last, but I had to leave the science lab to get the four of you out of Entrasda and back here to the tournament. Clay smiles at Vlad. You left because you trust Frizelda and the other scientists like you trust us. I think deep down you know that they're going to be able to hold Leroy off on their own. Callie sits back against the stage and sighs. If you feel that it's necessary, although I do agree with Clay on this one, your scientists are more than capable of figuring this out. Also, don't discredit the hoof bros. They are perfectly capable of things and stuff. Vlad stands back to his feet. I do trust them, and I put Frizelda in charge because of the potential she has. I will listen to the five of you and let them handle this on their own. But I'm going to call Floyd like you suggested, Wesley. Barry stops him. Wait a sec, don't call him. You'll blow their cover. Just send a text. Vlad smiles while climbing up the stage. Ah, yes. SMS. Good point. I send right now. He gets back to his seat and texts Floyd. The message goes through. He and Lloyd are covered in bushes, slowly crawling along the ground, next to the path of shrubbery leading to Leroy. He stops and reads the text. Oi, hold on one sec. Just got a text from Vlad. It says, Floyd, where are you and your brothers? Leroy is about to reach the door with a slamming bull. Floyd shakes his head. What the fuck do you think we don't know that already? We're the ones out here. Floyd nods his head while texting him back. Oh, he's just worried about losing the science lab to Leroy. I'm just going to tell him that we're about to make our move to stop him now. And boom, sent. Ready to keep moving? Deloitte smiles while moving forward. Even scientists say boom after sending texts. Floyd laughs. Oh, shut up. Let's not get started on the stupid shit you've done your whole life. How do you think our brothers are doing trying to find their grandma? Floyd chuckles while crawling. Oh, I'm just glad I didn't have to be a citizen doing that. Who's going to believe they lost their granny out here? Cloyd and Floyd wander around in a panic, yelling for their fake grandma. Hey, Grandma Olga, where'd you go off to this time? Granny Olga, come back. The two stumble out of the trees and into the open land in front of the science lab. The wizards and witches attacking stop and look at the two centaurs. Floyd nervously waves up at them. Uh, we lost, we lost our grandma in the forest and can't find her. Cloyd joins his brother. 
It's been about three hours there, bud, since she ran off. Have any of you seen her, eh? A witch and a wizard fly down to the centaurs and hop off their broom and staff. The wizard looks around for a couple of seconds before replying. I don't think any of us have seen a centaur run through. There's a battle going on here, so I don't think your granny would have come this way. Floyd interrupts him. Well, hold on now. Our granny always fearless. If anything, she would have gotten a flashback of her times in the war and ran towards the sound of battle. Cloyd nods his head. Grandma always single-hoofedly took down four ogres while protecting us there, bud. The witch looks back impressed. <laughs> you don't say four ogres by herself? The two centaur brothers nod while the wizard turns and looks back at the others flying above them. Hey, have any of you seen an elderly centaur running around near here? These two seem to have lost their grandma. The other wizards and witches start to look around and ignore the battle against the scientist. Cloyd and Floyd continue to distract Leroy's small army, while Floyd and Doyd crawl closer to the slamming bull. Leroy sits smiling on the machine as it slowly drives towards the door. He yells out to Frizelda. I know Vlad put you in charge, Frizelda. You should have joined me when I gave you the opportunity. You're on the losing side here. Vlad doesn't want magic to come back to our world. He has the key to bring it back, and what does he do with it? He sends it on missions and puts him in danger. You have to see the truth. All of you do. Frizelda watches on the screen as Leroy continues to scream at the door. She looks closer and notices a group of bushes slowly moving behind the slamming bull. She turns to Larry and Perry. Get the missiles ready. The hoof bros are closing in on Leroy. When I get him distracted, fire them off and destroy my precious invention. Larry and Perry run over to the next room and climb a ladder up to the computer console. They put in the secret code Vlad gave them and ready the missiles. Frizelda continues to watch the screen. Leroy gets to the door and starts to pull the slamming bull back. He laughs while yelling again. This is your last chance to surrender, Frizelda. When my army gets inside, it won't be a pretty sight. Malachi ordered us to take no prisoners. We can't trust anyone that is loyal to Vladimir von von von. Frizelda gets on the comms and yells back to him. You were once loyal to Vlad too, Leroy. He laughs. <laughs> I've always been loyal to science, not him. Magic can enhance our technology, but Vlad doesn't want that. Malachi is the answer to saving our treacherous world. Frizelda smiles while seeing Floyd and Doyd come out of the moving bushes behind Leroy. You're a coward. Let's see if those ideals of yours stay true when you're locked away. Leroy becomes confused while staring back at the door. Huh? Locked away? My army and I are at the door. Three hits from the slamming bowl and we're inside. Frizelda continues to keep him distracted while Floyd and Lloyd sneak behind him. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that, Leroy. Take a look behind you at that army of yours. They look like they're occupied with something more important. Leroy stops laughing and turns around to see the wizards and witches flying around yelling for someone's grandma. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Who the hell is Grandma Olga? Floyd and Deloid pop up from under the slamming bowl and kick him in the face with their hooves. <laughs> Leroy falls back as the two kick him again. <laughs> Oi, that's our grandma they're searching for. She's lost. Floyd gets one more kick in. <laughs> yeah, Granny owes a sight. You keep her name out of your filthy fucking mouth. Rosalda smiles while turning to the gnome siblings. Fire the missiles. They initiate the launch and run back over to watch with Rosalda. Floyd and Lloyd grab the unconscious Leroy and gallop away from the slamming bull. 
They look up at the top of the science lab and see two metallic purple missiles emerging from it. A couple of seconds pass and they fly high into the air before turning and dropping back down onto the slamming bowl. A massive eruption starts to blast out of it, but the special metallic metal they were made of creates a portal similar to the portal potties and sucks up the blast. The wizards and witches land on the ground and watch in disbelief. Floyd walks over and tosses Leroy on the ground in front of them. It's over. Leroy has been taken out of the battle. If you don't want to end up like him, then I suggest that you leave. The wizard that was helping Cloyd and Floyd steps forward. We can't leave here without Leroy. I'll tell you what. How about we trade him for your brothers? The witch walks out of the trees, holding a rope tied to Cloyd and Floyd. <laughs> as soon as we saw the explosion go off, we took these two hostage. <laughs> I can't believe we fell for your lost grammar trick. Is Granny O even real? Floyd smiles while trotting behind her. Hey, she's real. But not as exciting as we were making her sound. She's still pretty badass, though. Cloyd agrees. Yeah, hey, still pretty badass there, bud. The witch pulls the rope towards Floyd and Floyd, standing over Leroy. <laughs> the choice is yours, Centaur. Give us Leroy and take your brothers back into the science lab and we'll leave. The wizard steps in front of the witch. Or keep Leroy as your prisoner and we'll take your brothers as ours. I'm sure Malachi would love to run some experiments on them. It's been a while since we've had any centaur wizards. Floyd stands tall next to Floyd. Yeah, no centaur's been a wizard since the Great Lovala was claimed by the Call hundreds of years ago. The wizard erupts into laughter. <laughs> there is no Call. Malachi turns you into one. Some creatures do it willingly, and others, well, they're forced to become one. Honestly, it's been a long time since Malachi turned anyone into one. It could be fun for your brothers. Cloyd yells to Floyd. You don't need the two of us to win this war there, bud, but you do need Leroy as a prisoner, eh? Floyd holds in his tears. Cloyd's right. The two of you need to take Leroy inside the Frizelda and lock him up. Malachi will want him back. Floyd starts to tear up while looking at Deloyd. <laughs> I can't let the two of them be taken as prisoners to Malachi. They'll turn them into wizards and they'll never be the same. We'll lose them forever, Deloyd. The door to the science lab opens and Frizelda walks out, pointing a laser gun at the wizard. Untie the two centaurs and let the four of them walk safely back into the science lab. Once we shut the door, you're free to take Leroy. Cloyd and Floyd try to yell over to her, but she interrupts them and yells to the wizard again. I'm only going to repeat myself one more time. Let the two of them go. The wizard laughs while nodding to the witch. She cuts the rope off Cloyd and Floyd while the wizard turns back to Frizelda. They're free. You better hold up your end of the bargain. Frizelda watches as the four centaurs gallop over to her. They enter into the science lab, and she shuts the door. As it closes, she yells back to the wizard. Our deal stands. Take Leroy and get the hell out of here. The wizard picks up Leroy before flying away with the rest of the small army. They disappear into the clouds. Frizelda sits down and looks at Larry. Call Vlad and let him know that we defended the lab. Tell him he and I will talk after the Reign of Fire tournament. Larry picks up the phone and calls Vladimir von Von Von. Yeah, hello, Larry. You have updates for me? Ah, ah, good. Da, thank you for letting me know. Get everything cleaned up and head over to the castle to enjoy the tournament. Vlad hangs up the phone before jumping back off the stage. 
He walks over to Clay, Callie, Barry, and Wesley. Good news, my friends. Brazilda and the other scientists succeeded. The Hoofbros were able to distract Leroy's army and snuck up behind him. We can now enjoy the tournament like we had hoped. Good luck and play well against Bonnie's team. They watch as he climbs onto the stage to be met by his son, Vince von von von. We have a problem. The two teams besides Bonnie's and Callie's apparently cheated in the first round of the tournament. Here, take a look at the footage Carson got last week. Vlad grabs the tablet from his son and begins watching the video. Are we sure? Your brother Carson isn't the brightest. Oh no, I see right there. What about the other team? Vince grabs the tablet and changes to another video before handing it back to Vlad. He grabs it and watches. For real, they did the exact same thing as other team. Huh. I don't see why we should investigate any further. We must move the championship game with Vonnie's team against Kelly's. Vince grabs the tablet and walks to the edge of the stage to the mic. With the video evidence of cheating in the first round, two teams are to be disqualified at once. Greg's team and Jessica's team will no longer compete. Veronica and Callie, get your teams and find your way to the field so we can begin the championship match. Callie looks to her friends. Fuck those cheaters. We need to focus on one thing and one thing only, beating Vonnie's ass. Wesley cracks his fingers while walking forward. Just add it to the list. We beat Veronica for Greg, Jessica, and their teammates now too. And I know this is shitty to say, but we can use Herman against them. Clay shakes his head. Man, poor guy is stuck playing for the wrong team. Barry follows behind Wesley, laughing. <laughs> yeah, but he's doing it for love. We just gotta show him some tough love out there. Callie smiles wide while putting her armor on Clay. Or hear me out, for that wop. Clay walks with Callie behind Wesley and Barry. They get to the field and stand at the bottom of the stairs. A couple of seconds pass before Veronica, Glop, Herman, and Bernice walk out of the crowd and stand opposite to them. Vladimir von 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 smirks while standing tall in front of the microphone. It is unfortunate for the other two teams, but that's what you get when you win by cheating. With that being said, welcome to the Reign of Fire Championship. The crowd erupts into a cheering roar while Vince von 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 joins his father. With a random draw from the hat, Callie's team is selected to go first while Veronica's plays defense. Since we have these ancients up here watching, we're going to let a couple of them give this match a play-by-play. -play. We have Justin, King Poseidon, Iris, Sir Edgerton Valshire, Lady Ingrid, Falapin, Seth, and Steve. The Yeti, two Myrmizons, two dragons of legend, a giant sloth, and a saber-toothed tiger squeeze together in front of the mic. Justin leans toward it. <laughs> you really couldn't afford more than one mic? Just start the game! Paul Sidon smiles while watching the match start. All right, looks like Callie's starting off dropping the flaming ball while her pixie partner Barry stands ready at the bottom of the track. Clay and Wesley look like they're about to erupt waiting for them to launch the ball. <laughs> Sir Edgerton Belshire watches with anticipation. The elf drops the flaming ball. The pixie easily balances it down and launches it into the air. This is what I've been waiting for. Come on, Wesley. Lady Ingrid Falapin giggles. Hee hee hee. I think we all know who you want to win, Ed. Look, the two orcs on defense have stopped the dragon and the human on offense. The flaming ball is flying towards the cup. If it misses, no one will be there. Steve climbs on top of Seth to get a better view. Watch this. Wesley breaks free and runs over to the female orc guarding Clay. 
Herman follows behind, diving and grabbing him, but he left an opening. Seth jumps in the air with excitement. Clay runs free toward the cup, just as the ball falls from the sky. He dives and pats the ball with his one touch. Iris claps and cheers. It goes over the lip of the cup and goes in. The crowd cheers while the two teams switch. Justin yells back into the mic. Veronica von 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 makes her way to the top of the stairs to drop the flaming ball for Glop. I know I'm just learning the game, but because it's the championships, the team on defense gets to touch to try and stop the ball from going in the cup, right? The crowd sits quietly while Vlad walks over to the mic. Duh. Paul Seiden snickers. <laughs> well, that was pretty anticlimactic, man. Drop that ball, Veronica. Iris laughs with him. Oh, she does just that. Glot balances the ball down and gets a good lift on the track, causing the flaming ball to soar toward the cup. Sir Edgerton Valshire examines the shot. He didn't really leave much on that one. It looks like an arrow going straight for its kill. Lady Ingrid Philopin joins in. I've never seen a shot like that. Not even when we used to play with the other ancients. Seth clasps his hands tightly while eagerly watching. I don't think Clay or Wesley could catch up to this shot, even if Herman and Bernice let them. Steve continues to sit on his shoulder. Unfortunately for us, we won't get to find out. Herman and Bernice take long strides and beat the two of them to the cup. Justin nods his head. The way they're shielding off the cup is pretty smart, too. Here it comes. Clay and Wesley both jump and swat at it, but it's too fast. The flaming ball shoots past them and lands into the cup. The crowd cheers again. Dennis walks over and yells into the mic. I just can't resist. It's all tied up. Both teams have one point. I have a feeling this is going to come down to the wire. Vlad walks over and grabs his son, pulling him back. Now, it's not your turn to talk right now, Vince. I know it's hard, but the ancients are taking care of the commentary for this match. Vince starts to tear up. But they're doing it wrong. They aren't even calling the score. Vlad continues to pull him away. Sir Edgerton Valshire yells into the mic. Now it's time to see what the elf can do. The pixie let go of the flaming ball. It shoots down the track while the elf balances it. She flings it into the air, causing it to soar toward the cup. Lady Ingrid Falopin looks down at the two orcs on defense. It doesn't look like it's going to be easy for the dragon and the human to get to the cup. The elf better hope this one goes in. Paul Zayden stands tall while eyeing the ball. Based off that trajectory, it's going to fall just short. Iris climbs onto Seth and sits on his shoulders with Steve. Yeah, but look! Clay is running toward Herman with Bernice. He jumps and tackles Herman to the ground. <laughs> Steve sits forward. Wesley jumps and uses his wings to hover in the air. He takes a deep breath before... Sir Edgerton Valshire jumps into the air before landing down and shaking the stage. The little son of a bitch just blew out a puff of fire! Holy shit! Lady Ingrid Falapin smacks him on the arm. Language, Ed! Wait, the puff of fire is still going. It's flying at the cup. Justin yells with excitement. The ball is falling from the sky too! No way! The puff of fire touches the ball as Wesley's one touch and knocks it into the cup! 
The crowd erupts into a cheering war cry while Wesley lands smiling. He looks back towards the stairs at Callie. I fucking told your bitch ass I could breathe fire. She laughs while running down the stairs. Seth yells into the mic. The two teams are switching sides again. This time, Glock will drop the ball for Veronica Von Von Von. Steve grins. Here we go. Glop lets the flaming ball go. Veronica bounces it down the track. It's getting to the bottom. She's lifting it into the air. The ball flies through the sky towards the top. Herman and Bernice take off after it, but Clay runs forward and jumps on Herman's back. Iris points at Bernice. Oh, Wesley decided to go after Herman with Clay, leaving Bernice a clear path toward the cup. Halcyden nervously watches. Oh, Veronica overshot the cup. I don't know if Bernice can get there in time. Justin stands still, watching Bernice sprint. She's giving it everything she has right now. Bernice dives past the cups and pats the ball in just before it hits the ground. Hover's next to the cup, but it's still short. Out of nowhere, Herman appears and smacks the ball with his one touch, launching it into the cup. Paul Sidon jumps onto Seth's back. How did Herman break free and get to the cup in time, man? We were all watching and missed it. Whoa! Seth looks up at Iris and Steve sitting on his shoulders with Paul Sidon clinging onto his back behind them. Oh, I guess make yourselves comfortable back there. There's room for more. Justin smiles while looking at him. Wait, really? I want up. He climbs up next to Steve and squeezes onto Seth's shoulder. Seth sighs while looking out at the match. <sighs> it's all tied up, two to two. If Wesley makes this shot, Veronica's team will have one chance to rebuttal. Steve gets comfy and leans into Justin's soft fur. Clay walks up the stairs and drops the flaming ball down the track. Wesley's smirking while he's watching it close. He bounces it to the bottom and flings it into the air. Iris smiles wide. <laughs> it's a good shot, but I don't know if it's going to go in. Sir Edgerton Valshire moves closer to Seth and places his claw on his back. I didn't want to feel left out. Look, Veronica just grabbed Glop and threw him at the ball. He uses one touch to knock it away from the cup. Lady Ingrid Velopin squeezes her claw next to his and smiles. I don't want to be the only one not touching the giant sloth. Wait, the pixie uses their wings to fly towards the ball. They smack it back towards the cup. Justin cuddles Steve while watching. Veronica stands between Callie and the cup. She runs for it and slides underneath Veronica. But the ball's now closer to Veronica. Wait, Callie's jumped on top of her, sitting on her face. Paul Sidon laughs. <laughs> I know that move. It's unorthodox, but it works. He smacks the ball with her one touch, knocking it into the cup. Iris laughs while the two dragons of legend scoot closer to everyone clinging onto Seth. <laughs> Veronica looks pissed. Kelly, on the other hand, looks really happy. Sir Edgerton Valshire chuckles while slowly climbing onto Seth's back. <laughs> this is it. If Herman gets a bad shot or his team can't finish, then they lose. Lady Ingrid Falopin joins him and climbs onto the other side of Seth. Benice drops the flaming ball. Why does it seem like it's rolling down the track so slow? Steve watches with anticipation. It's the adrenaline. The ball finally gets to the bottom and Herman hoists the track into the air. Griselda sits in the science lab, watching the other scientists finish cleaning up. She yells out to everyone. 
Vlad wanted us to make the championship game if we could. Larry, wasn't the game supposed to be played later? Why is it going now? Larry walks over with the sister following behind. Hmm, I'm not sure why the game started earlier. Seems weird that Vlad would let that happen. Perry shakes her head. Not when it comes to Reign of Fire. Plus all those ancients being there. Shit! Frizelda jumps to her feet and yells to everyone. Leroy and the small army of wizards and witches was a distraction. Malachi and Cassandra are going to attack Vlad's castle mansion. Floyd stands tall next to his brothers. We have to go warn everyone. Floyd shakes his head while pointing at the screen, showing them the tournament. I don't think we'll make it in time. Frizelda smashes her fist down on the console. We go anyways. This is one of the only times that Vladimir von 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 is in over his head and needs us to save him. Get whatever weapons you can find and meet me in the white room. The scientists nod before scurrying around the science lab. It's the adrenaline. The ball finally gets to the bottom and Hermit hoists the track into the air. Just as the ball reaches the peak of its flight, a fireball comes flying down from the sky, smashing into the ground. The crowd starts to panic and run around in a frenzy while the ancients cling tightly to Seth. Vladimir von Bronvon looks up into the sky to see shadows moving behind the clouds. No, it cannot be. Malachi is tricked. Me? Clay runs towards his friends and stands with them on the field. It looks like Malachi is here to crash the party. You think he brought his entire army? Veronica runs past the friends, yelling towards the sky. You bastard! You were supposed to wait until I beat Callie in the Reign of Fire tournament! Malachi erupts into laughter as he descends from the clouds. <laughs> you are nothing more than a way for me to surprise attack your father. I could care less about your stupid tournament. Callie looks over at Veronica. Man, this is low, Vonnie, even for you. I know Vlad is a penis sometimes, but betraying your own father? Over a fucking game? Once this is all said and done, I'm gonna beat your ass, and not in a good way this time, you low-life piece of garbage. Veronica smiles through her anger. <sighs> if you say so, Callie. Barry walks over and slaps her across the face. Quit flirtinizing with the enemy, Callie. Why would you betray us, Vonnie Von Von Von? Why? Veronica looks around at everyone. A couple of seconds pass before she takes off running away from them. Clay grabs Callie's arm. Let her go. We have more important things to worry about right now. Herman walks over with Glob and Bernice. Hey guys, the two of them are with us. They want to make things right for what Veronica did. Bernice shakes her head. I can't believe I was her so-called best friend. And I didn't know she was working with Malachi. I don't know what could have been in it for her. She has everything she's ever wanted because of Vlad. Glob puts his head down. I could usually see past lies. But she had me fooled. I'm sorry. Callie places her hand on his shoulder. Well, with Veronica gone, you might just be next in line for a whipping. The good kind. Wink, wink. He smiles wide, but gets interrupted by his father and sister. Oi, my son, Glop. You were playing so well out there. Shannon follows behind and gives Glop a hug. I know it's not the time for a family reunion, but it's so good to see you, brother. He smiles while hugging her back. It's good to see the two of you, too. So, what's the plan? King Zion smiles while looking up at the wizards and witches flying around throwing fireballs. We fight these elder assholes and we send them back where they came from. He runs away from the friends and jumps into the air, grabbing onto one of the wizards as he flies by. King Zion pulls out a dagger and stabs the wizard before flying away. 
Glop turns to his sister. You didn't come all this way just to let father have all the fun, right? She smiles while taking his hand. Come on, you know I've come for the action. The two run off and join the battle. Vladimir von Vonvon walks over with his son and the ancients. Malachi did not know that these ancients would be here with us. We must work together and stop them before it's too late. Seth steps forward and places his hand on Vlad's shoulder. We're with you every step of the way. The others nod and ready themselves while Sir Edgerton Valshire flies above them. He looks down at Wesley. You did great during the tournament, Wes. Stay alive. We have much to discuss after this battle. He shoots up into the clouds to fight the wizards. Lady Ingrid Falopin floats in the air while looking at Wesley. Your Grandpa Ed isn't the dragon you think he is. She follows behind him and shoots up into the clouds. Wesley gets ready to fly after them, but Herman grabs him. Don't even think about going after them. We need you to fight beside us, Wes. He turns back to see Barry, Clay, and Callie standing with him. I suppose you're right. We are the Valiant Five, after all. Justin jumps off Seth's back, landing down next to them. And Justin! Don't forget about me! Barry pats him on the back while looking at Vlad. We got this, Vlad. We aren't backing down just because they tricked us this time. Callie walks over and smacks him. Yeah, you big giant Caliwhacker. Get out there and show him what you're made of. Vince von Bonbon smiles wide next to him. We're all here to help you, Father. You started this mission. Don't let some asshole wizard get in the way. Paul Sidon climbs off Seth's back. Yeah, man. Um, Iris and I can't do much without water, but... Oh, shit! There's a pool over there. Iris laughs. <laughs> Good eye! We're gonna go chill over there and take out as many assholes that get close enough. Sorry. Clay shrugs his shoulders. Uh, I was, was kind of hoping they'd be more helpful, but uh, we'll take what we can get. Steve sits on Seth's shoulder, looking around. Besides fighting, we can only do one thing. Seth, summon the observers. Seth rummages around in his fur for a couple of moments. He finally pulls out a small metal disc. He pushes a button and speaks into it. Calling all observers. Stop whatever it is you're doing and head to Vladimir von von von's castle mansion. Be ready to fight. It's being overrun by Malachi and his army. Wesley looks over at Vlad. All right, the I Legions is coming to help. What should we do? Before Vlad can respond, Cassandra lands down in front of them with three wizards and two witches behind her. I tried to avoid this, Vlad, but you refused to cooperate and made it difficult, like you always do. Just give us the damn book. Vlad yells back to her. Cthulhu be damned, I already told you, Cass. I don't have the book. Plus, I can't even get it with you and your decrepit old fart of a boyfriend attacking us. Cassandra laughs while throwing her hand forward. The three wizards fly forward, shooting fireballs at them. Seth jumps in front of everyone and gets hit in the chest before falling to the ground. He looks up at Steve. I'm only good as a shield at this point. Stay behind me and attack when they get close. Seth and the others hide behind him as more fireballs come crashing down next to them, erupting into tiny mushroom clouds. Callie gets angry and jumps on top of Seth. Ugh, as if I'm gonna fucking hide behind some giant teddy bear while there's a battle going on. One of the witches smirks while charging forward at her. Callie flips backwards and lands on the broom with the witch. She smiles while pulling out a knife. No, no, it's okay. 
I would be speechless too, sweetie. She stabs the witch and commandeers her broom. Callie flies past her friends laughing. Y'all need to get the lead out of your asses and get your shit in gear. We literally have a friend who can't die. Wesley smiles while looking at Clay. You gotta be the one to remember that, dude. Try to get killed by one of the wizard staffs. You could fly us all around. Barry shakes their head. Fuck that, Wes. We already got two flyers in this party. You should get killed by one of their robes. Which admittedly does sound pretty hard. Just as they say that, a portal opens up behind Seth. Frizelda, Larry, Perry, Floyd, and his brothers come through holding laser guns with makeshift armor covering them. Frizelda smiles. Nothing's impossible, especially with someone like your friend Clay. We're here to help however we can. Cassandra laughs on the other side of Seth. We knew your reinforcements would show. Attack! Out from the clouds above come hundreds more of wizards and witches firing off clusters of fireballs. They brace themselves next to Steve as the flaming balls get closer. Suddenly, a massive burst of wind launches the fireballs back, causing the wizards and witches to get hit and explode. Sir Edgerton Valshire and Lady Ingrid Falapin come zooming by. He yells back down to them. Leave the henchmen flying high in the sky to Ingrid and I. You need to take out Cassandra and Malachi. As he flies past them, the Allegiance members show up, rushing in from all sides. Some of them take flight and join the Dragons of Legends, while others surround Clay and his friends. Vladimir von Bonbon looks into the sky through all the chaos. He sees Leroy floating on a staff next to Malachi. Cassandra yells out to him while flying up towards them. Last chance, Vlad. If you don't give us the book, then Malachi will bring in his secret weapon, one that Leroy helped him with. He turns and looks at Frizelda. What could Malachi have built with Leroy's help? They wouldn't have started an all-out war without something big. Griselda, what other blueprints of yours did he steal? She shakes her head while looking at Larry and Perry. We checked through them over a hundred times at this point. The slamming bowl was the only one that was missing. It has to be something that he was secretly working on. He spent a lot of time alone in the science lab. Larry holds back his tears. We spent a lot of time with him without knowing who he truly was. Perry agrees. He fooled all of us. We shouldn't be surprised at the evil he could have created with Malachi. Vlad turns and looks back up at the three of them floating near the clouds. We have the better weapon with the Valiant Five. If we combine our minds with theirs, we can think of a way to beat whatever they throw at us. Clay smiles while looking at his friends. We can't sit around any longer. Callie's already out there fighting them. Two wizards fall from the sky, followed by Callie flying the broom she stole. <laughs> she lands and smiles at everyone. Glad to see everyone is so nice and cozy down here. Would anyone like to join me in beating people's asses, or...? Griselda smiles while stepping forward. I have this laser repeater that shoots really fast. I could join you on that broom. Callie blushes while smiling. Ooh, I have never fought with a fuzzy before. Hop on, you big furry bitch. Griselda laughs while the two of them hop on the broom. As long as there's no hard feelings from the Battle of Wolfwood. Callie starts to fly away from everyone. Feelings? <laughs> oh dear, you are hilarious. I have no bad blood for werewolves or anyone these days, unless they're assholes. Barry gets annoyed while looking back at the others. My god, she's banging that werewolf when this is over, isn't she? Herman and Wesley nod their heads. You're so right. She better watch out because Callie's gonna rock her world. Absolutely. More than once, too. I hope the werewolf has endurance. Larry and Perry smile. I'm wondering if the elf's gonna be able to handle Frizelda. Now that's a battle I would pay to watch. Floyd stands staring at them with his brothers. 
Alright, that got weird real quick. We're still standing in the middle of a battle. Floyd starts to trot around in a circle. We need a plan. I'm getting nervous just standing here. Floyd joins him. Oh no there, bud. You have the nervous trotties and gave them to me. Floyd, stay away. He can't help himself and joins his brothers. No, no. The pull was too strong. I've got the nervous trotties now too. Floyd shakes his head in disappointment. Damn it. How many times do I have to tell the three of you that the nervous trotties aren't a thing? Clay laughs. <laughs> you say that, but uh, you're doing the same thing they are. Floyd looks down and sees himself trotting with his brothers in a circle. Wesley walks over and stops in front of them. You guys look ridiculous. Oh shit, I got too close. Help! Wesley gets pulled in and starts to trot with the centaurs. Vlad looks up at Malachi smiling down at him. Okay, now this is getting really weird. A dragon is trotting with four centaurs in a circle in the middle of a battlefield while the others talk of how this elf and werewolf are going to tear each other up in bed after this is over? Which, honestly, Perry, I would pay to watch as well, but it's besides the point. Malachi has something he's hiding and we must stop him before he unleashes it. Clay, we're going to need you to turn into one of the wizard's stuff. He starts to look around for one of them. He bends over to pick one up and Herman yells from behind him. I found a staff. Clay, here you go. He uses so much force that the dull top of the staff stabs through Clay's back through to his stomach. He falls to the ground and looks at Herman. Fuck, Herman, you gotta stop doing that. Clay's eyes close and a flash of light surrounds him, taking him to the Death Guard world. He opens his eyes to an empty couch outside of the Forest of Madness. He looks down at the necklace. Huh, DG isn't here. He's probably still with the Redcaps coming up with a plan to attack the imps. The necklace flashes blue. We should be able to reach the city of Entrasta before our time runs out here. Clay starts to run toward the forest. Nothing about this place makes any sense. When I die and come here, we're on a time limit. But when I came here and was still alive, there wasn't one. And you couldn't talk. A couple of seconds pass before the necklace flashes. I am just as confused as you are, Clay. My memories seem to come back to me when yours do. But my connection to DG... That doesn't make any sense either. Finding out he used to be a fairy could be helpful. Clay agrees while running through the forest toward the spot where Garland Fells found them. Yeah, I still think it's crazy that he was the last of his kind. Sad, honestly. A voice comes out from the bush. Clay, laddie, what are you doing back here already? He runs over to the bush and looks at Garland Fells. There's no time to explain. I need to get to DG. Garland Fells laughs while turning around to lead Clay towards Entrasda. You look a right bit different than last time I saw you. Kind of transparent, if you ask me. Sorry, still a little high from the good stuff. DG is one fun dude. Clay sighs with a smile on his face. Huh, yeah, he is. Can we, like, run or something to get there faster? Garland Feltz chuckles to himself. <laughs> Shite, my bad, bro. Thought we were already running. <laughs> Let's go. He doesn't move any faster than before. Clay runs forward and picks him up. All right, little dude, just point which way I should go and I'll get us there. Clay runs through the forest, carrying the red cap on his back. They get to the entrance and Clay takes the hat off Garland Fell's head and puts it on the face statue's blade. The door opens up and they run through the catacombs. Before he can turn a corner, a sarcophagus opens revealing a body wrapped in some sort of dark blue material. It leans forward and flashes like his necklace. Clay Trita. You are on the right path, but what you know are lies. Find the four stars, and the truth will begin to unravel. It's the only way to get the answers you seek. 
The mummy flashes again, and the sarcophagus slams shut. Clay stands still, staring at it. Garland fells turns and looks at him. You all right, buddy? You look like you've seen a ghost. Which, ain't it that weird, I guess, since they are real. Come on, Ben. CG's up here. What's going on? Clay looks down at his necklace, flashing blue. I'm sorry, Clay, but we are out of time. We're being pulled back. He turns and looks at Garland Fells. Tell DG that he needs to make sure everyone is ready to attack the imps when we get back. And tell him that I need to find the four stars. A light flashes surrounding Clay and blinding Garland Fells. It disappears and Clay is back with his friends. He stands up as the wizard's staff. After we win this battle, we need to get back to Entrasda. We need to find the imps and figure out what they know. Vlad pumps his fist into the air. Then it's time to end this. Larry, Perry, hop onto Clay with me. We're going to need those laser guns of yours. Wesley, Barry, the two of you stay close to us and do what you can to take out any wizards or witches that come near us. Vince looks at his father. What about me? Vlad points down at Clay's lifeless human body lying on the charred grass. Take Clay's body to the guest house and keep it comfortable and safe at all costs. Vince grabs Clay's body and runs with it to the guest house. Paul Sidon and Iris come walking back over, dripping with water. We're all soaked and ready to be of assistance now, guys. Could totally ride Wesley while Iris hops on Barry. Wesley looks at Iris, disappointed. I was kind of hoping that Iris would ride me, but yeah, it's cool. I get it. You'll crush Barry. Paul Sidon hops onto Wesley's back while Iris jumps onto Barry's. Herman stands looking around. Out from the clouds comes Sir Edgerton Valshire. No one gets left behind. Hop on my back. Herman smiles while running and jumping onto the Dragon of Legends back. Steve jumps out from underneath Seth and runs over to them. He jumps on and looks down at the unconscious giant sloth. Get some rest, big guy. We'll make them pay for this. Herman looks over at Clay as the wizard staff, carrying Vlad and the gnome siblings. We're following Clay's lead. What's next, buddy? Clay smiles. We're not going to waste any more time. We charge at them head on. Callie comes flying out from the chaos around them, with Frizelda holding on tight. Well, this is the most fun I've had in a long time. Let's go smash some wizard ass. Clay flies upward as the wizard staff with Vlad and the gnome twins riding him. Callie and Frizelda follow on a broom while Sir Edgerton Valshire joins them with Herman and Steve clinging to his back. Wesley and Barry fly behind carrying Paul Sidon and Iris. They stop in front of Malachi, Leroy, and Cassandra while fireballs and lasers shoot by, causing small explosions to erupt around them. Malachi erupts into laughter. <laughs> you and your friends die tonight, Vladimir Von Von Von. Wesley looks around at everyone. Shit, we forgot Justin. Man, you weren't kidding. A lot of shit went down in that episode. We finally got that big battle you guys have been hoping for. We also got to see the Hoof Bros in action. Their lost grandma and the nervous trotties had me cracking up. <laughs> I think when Wesley gets too close and has to join them, that's some good shit. But yeah, that battle was pretty sick. Having for Zelda and the other scientists show up for sure helped. Yeah, the wizards and witches are a bunch of bitches. I like that they were all together at the end for the epic scene of them looking across the way at Leroy, Malachi, Cassandra, and then Wesley's like, shit, we forgot Justin. Poor guy. 
I'm excited to see what Malachi and Cassandra were talking about when they said Leroy's secret weapon. Dakota did write a sci-fi novel, Barnard's Galaxy, Descendant of Legacy, so I wouldn't be surprised if we got more of that element mixed in with the fantasy stuff too. No spoilers. We're getting closer to the end of season one and I want people to be surprised. Anyways, on episode 11, we'll have a special guest that'll be joining us and bringing over a character they've been working on for a while now. Not only that, but we'll get a sample of the music they make too. I'm really excited about it. I am too. You've told me a couple things about how you introduce them and bring them into the Death Shifter world. Make sure you guys catch up and listen in on that one. It's gonna be fun! Don't forget to catch up on the Death Address, our other sweet show, and make sure you let us know what you think. Send us a message on who you'd like to learn about, and maybe we'll listen. Man, this season sure has gotten crazy, but the next episode is going to be the rest of this battle. And then what? Straight to fighting the imps? It's kind of setting up for that to happen. Maybe we'll see Veronica again and find out why she was working with that damn Malachi. Anyways, that's all the time we have for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We again want to thank Anchor for giving us an easy and reliable place to make our podcast. They also distribute it to the different platforms for you all to listen in on, which is pretty awesome. Remember to follow us on YouTube. Pandora, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or just go to our website at www.deathshifter.com. You'll find all of the links there as well as down below in the episode's description. If you're interested in supporting us and gaining access to exclusive trailers, bonus episodes, and more, check out patreon.com forward slash deathshifter. Don't forget to subscribe and share the Deathshifter name. Thanks for listening, and remember, don't forget to Don't forget to tip your death guide.